school Sunday. Amen. Amen. Well, we're continuing to develop what we call a culture of blessing. And we're doing an experiment that we hope you're a part of. And that experiment is this. What would happen if one month you were in an atmosphere that simply wanted to bless you? And by bless, we mean to empower you as an individual to succeed. And we define success as being able to do what God created you to do. And so as we try to create an atmosphere just like if you're in an atmosphere where there's a lot of um, chicken being fried you or fish you'll come out smelling like fried fish obviously if you're in an atmosphere where people are smoking you will come out with your clothes smelling like cigarettes So what would happen if you were in an atmosphere where you were blessed by people? What would you look like? Amen. And so um, we're we're on this journey. And um, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16. uh, Or you can look on the screen, verses 1, 10, 11, 12, 13. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 1, to four. And so over here, I have some different kinds of instruments here, I guess. We have a little case of cream lotion. We have WD-40. And we have olive oil. And hopefully we will be able to tie those together for you. Now the Lord said to Samuel, I mean from the New Living Translation, the Lord said to Samuel, fill your flask with olive oil. Fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. Verse 10, all seven sons of Jesse, all all seven of Jesse's sons presented themselves to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching sheep and goats. 
Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. Verse 12, so Jesse sent for him, and the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. Verse 13, so as David stood there among his brothers, his older brothers, his family, his dad, Samuel took the flask of oil he had brought and anointed David with oil, and the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on, meaning until he died. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1 to 4, or 5 rather. Oh, no, 1 to 4. David and Saul finished talking, and soon David and Jonathan became best friends. Jonathan thought as much of David as he did of himself. From that time on, Saul kept David in his service and would not let David go back to his own family. Jonathan liked David so much that they promised to always be loyal friends. How many of you have been out of college now for about 10 to 20 years or high school for 10 to 20 years and you still have those same good friends, some few good friends? Yes, yes, yes. Jonathan took off his robe that he, had, that he was wearing and gave it to David. He also gave David his military clothes, his sword, his bow, his arrow, and his belt. David was successful in everything that Saul sent him to do. And Saul made him a high officer in his army, this is the Living Bible, that pleased everyone, including Saul's other officers. I want to speak to you on a subject appointed, anointed, and assisted. Appointed, anointed, and assisted. Now, I want you to I want you to say to the person next to you, and the reason why I want you to say this is because words have power, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and we plant seeds in people's hearts through words. So point to the person, not point, look at the person next to you and say to them, you are appointed. You are oh, you sound good. You are anointed. You are anointed. And don't worry. You are also assisted. Amen. Amen. You're all, you're also assisted. You're also assisted. You're appointed. The word appointed means to bring to a point or to bring to a place. What I found interesting here is that Samuel Samuel is sent to uh, Bethlehem. That's where David is located. Uh, and you know the song, Oh little town of so we're, we're talking about some, you know, really, we're talking about a country, country town. It's not, it, we're not talking about some big urban, we're talking about a country town. And Samuel doesn't want to go. So you're talking about God sending Samuel to a place he doesn't want to go. And finally, he goes, and because he's supposed to anoint the next king, and as he uh, goes to Jesse's family, what ends up happening is that uh, he brings, uh, uh, Jesse presents his oldest and then his next oldest and his next oldest. And as Samuel's looking at all these, these sons who look like kings, 
okay, who look like kings. God says, no, 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 no. And finally, he explains to Samuel, the prophet, I mean, the prophet, he said, look, the, the, the Lord doesn't look at people like humans do. You got caught up on all the glitz and the glamour. Man looks at the outward appearance, the color of your skin, your height, your, your, how you did on your SATs, how you did on your GMATs, and ah, your grades. Man looks at the outward appearance. Does it not hurt to have good grades? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the pastor said, I don't have to. Look, mommy, I got an F. That's faith. <laughs> no, no. Okay, that's not going to work. He says, Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God looks at the attitude. And as one person said, uh, I, can't, I can't remember who quoted it, but it wasn't for me. He said, it is your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. It's not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog. Mm, mm. So he goes there and finally he says to Jesse, hey, yo, man, I know God sent me here and every son you presented me with, God says, no, do you have any other sons? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got a son, but he's in the field. Notice, Jesse does not say, He's in the field. Let me go get him. If I believe if Samuel didn't say get him and we're not sitting down to eat till you get him, I believe Jesse would have said, but you know, don't, don't. Nah. Unlike Joseph, I really don't think Jesse liked David. Some theologians believe that David was, for want of a better word, an illegitimate child. Based on when he says, I was born in sin and I was shaped in iniquity. Hmm. Mm. And yet God, even when his father did not want him to be discovered, God knew where to find him. And this is my point. Stop freaking out. God knows where to find you. He knows how to pick your name amongst 3,000 candidates. He knows if he has to bring your husband or wife from halfway across the world, he knows where to find you. You don't have to, yeah, yeah, do your due diligence, but don't ever think it's by your might and by your power and by your ingenuity. God knows where to find you. God knows where to find that house. God knows how much you make. He knows you're broke and you can't afford that house. And so he sets it up so that when he gets you that house, no one gets the glory for, but him. He knows the person who he can appoint to help you sell the house so they overlook your credit. Amen? 
It's called mercy. What did I say about mercy? Mercy means bounty is, and bounty is the what? It, it cleans up mess. So, so when you have messed up, you can say, have mercy, and God say, okay, I'll clean it up. Has anybody ever had God have to clean up your mess? Okay, okay, and the rest of y'all need to repent. God knows where to find you, so, so stop freaking out. Stop, stop, you know, getting all anxious. God knows where to find you. God knows where to find you. I, I, we were talking last night about schools, and I got into uh, Father Mackinon High School, Catholic school, and I, I knew I was going to flunk that exam. I knew it, I, and, I, and I was hoping that I would flunk because I didn't want to go to the Catholic school, but God knows where to find you. I, I, when, I got, when I got the letter and it said, you have been accepted, I said, God, what happened? This, this is not supposed to happen. And then on top of that, I was like, come on, you, you're Pentecostal. Why are you sending me to a Catholic school? And yet it was one of the best decisions outside of salvation and marriage and children. <laughs> it was one of the best things that ever happened. <laughs> I think I covered all the bases. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me. In fact, when I graduated from high school, actually, when I graduated from high school and I went to college and really saw how the nuns prepared me for, for um, college, if, you know, I didn't. I, I mean, I was okay student. Did I did all right? But you know, were they really prepared me for college? And I had probably a few times a year, I would go back to the convent and 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 bring flowers and say thank you so much. Some of y'all need to show some gratitude to people who brought you where you are. Mm. Appointed and anointed. The word anointed, I know it sounds like a deep word because when people pray for you, they go like this and all that. But, 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 and you know, sometimes they mock the crowd. But all the word anointed means is to smear with oil. Okay? To smear with oil. That's what we're going to do to all of you students and teachers. Just smear you with oil. In the back, we actually have a, a spray bottle to just make it all happen at one. Only kidding. <laughs> Only kidding. Relax. relax. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun up here. But we're going to anoint you with oil, smear you with oil. And that's what, because uh, you need to be empowered. And read, read chapter 17. You need to be empowered to face your Goliath. Amen. The name Goliath it actually is a Hebrew word that means exile. And the word exile means to expel. Expel. The word expel comes from two Latin words, ex, which means out, and pelo means to drive out, to push out, to knock out. The giants in your life have come to drive you crazy. The, the giants in your life have come to try to push you out. Out of where? Out of your place of purpose. God says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you. So the devil wants to send Goliath 
of frustration, of disappointments, of financial challenges, of health challenges, of cultural challenges. He, he, he puts giants in your way or perceived giants in your way to knock you out of your fight for faith. You are, but God has anointed you. And as we anoint you and put oil on you, there are three things that this oil is going to do, or this symbolic gesture of oil, because there's no power in the oil, there's power in what we're doing with that oil. Now, the first thing we want to talk about is uh, what I call uh, fragrance oil. Fragrance oil. And I tested this fragrance oil, and I think it, I think it smells okay. Miss um, Naomi, could you tell me if, how does this smell? Smells good? Okay, so we'll give one to you. Let me see. Come here, sir. How does this smell? Smells good? Oh, okay. Great. Ooh. All right. So, anybody else want to? I brought about 20 of these here. Anybody want one? Okay, we'll, we'll, okay let, let's, yeah, let, let's pass them out. Let's, let's pass them out. We have some, well, we didn't forget you in the balcony to pass them out right now. And those of you in the lower sanctuary, okay, yep, thank you, Ezra. Yeah, we're passing out. There's only, I only brought 20. Oh, she looks so sad. Let me give that to you, okay? Before someone said, I went to church and got my heart broken. Okay. <laughs> Paul says this. We love that scripture. My God shall supply all my needs according to the rich and glory by Christ Jesus. But the verse before that, Paul says, your generosity, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, your generosity is like a lovely fragrance, a sacrifice that pleases the very heart of God. In other words, the God anoints us so that we will have a the scent of heaven so that he can send us in situations that stink. When life stinks for somebody, God wants to use you and I to be a blessing. He wants you and I to to he wants you and I to be uh, Febreze. <laughs> he wants to spray us out of. He wants to spray what he put in us, out of us to change the atmosphere. Or uh, Paul puts it this way: We have this treasure in jars of clay, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God wants to be able to say, you know, well, that, that, ooh, that class really stinks, so I'm going to put such and such in that class. Turn your name and say, neighbor. God didn't put you in that situation to add to a situation 
that already stinks. Okay, okay. okay. You know, if everybody's cussing and swearing, rah, 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 it's foggy, rah, 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 rah. God will put you in there to say, yeah, I agree. Rah, 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 rah. He wants you to come in there like a sweet fragrance. When God sees us give sacrificially to bless somebody else, he, it's, when he see, in fact, I love the, the, uh, the uh, J.B. Phillips translation when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. And the J.B. Phillips translation, when it talks about one of the fruit being goodness, we know that where goodness means godness. The J.B. Phillips translation translates God, God, uh, goodness to generosity. One of the fruits of the Spirit is generosity. And when we go in a situation and we are generous, God says, ah, that's my boy, that's my girl, that's why I put you in there. So the next time you're on the train, mm, or the bus, Bring, bring a sweet scent. Don't look like everybody else who wants to kill somebody. I've done an experiment because this can be this can be a kind of a tough area, and and so sometimes I walk down the street. So I'm gonna do an experiment. I am just gonna walk down the street and smile. So I walk down Washington Street like this, just smiling, and people are like. <laughs> Do it for a change. Tomorrow, when you go to school or work, smile. Now, your folks may be giving you a drug test, but other than that. <laughs> There's another oil here. It's called WD-40. Anybody use this stuff? Oh, this, is mir this works miracles. And WD-40 is... One of the labels, it says here that WD-40 is, is used to loosen rusty parts. And it also stops squeaky noises. You, 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 you spray it on a hinge. You know, and God wants to use us to bring quietness in people's lives. Because the world is when I was a bunch of young ones that came to the hospital, I met this woman who, who she was freaking out over a budget and she was upset and back then, I'm dating myself, I used to have a cassette player at my desk, okay, and you explain that to your children later on. Uh, and and I, Integrity had just come out with this series of, of, of worship, just the worship music, no words. And they had one, uh, one album entitled Peace. And so she came to my desk, all, and I would just put on Peace. And the song I would, that started was, no. And I said, do you want some water? And I could see she was just calming down. I want to be the person 
that God can drop into hell and bring peace to a situation. I want to be the person when people are hearing all sorts of voices and noises and and he can drop me in and I bring with me peace. But also the anointing helps to get people unstuck. Oh my. This has blessed me. Acts chapter 2, verse 28. Everybody still with me? Says, when Paul, now Paul, he is killing Christians, and all of a sudden he has this great conversion in chapter 8, I believe. He comes to Jesus. It says, when Paul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. Hey, guy, I'm saved now. Oh, really? So it's, it's sort of like ice coming to, you know, a DACA student and say, hey, I'm your friend. Okay, anyways, I can go over too well. Read the news. <laughs> Read the news. And, and so uh, they were afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him in and brought him to the, the, to the apostles. And Barnabas told them how Saul on his journey had... Uh, seen the Lord and that the Lord has spoken to him and now in Damascus, Damascus he preached the gospel fearlessly in the name of Jesus so Saul stayed with them the only reason that Barnabas that Saul was able to even get his start in spreading the gospel is because God gave him a Barnabas Barnabas name means son of encouragement and I believe that God is going to put us in people's lives as we are anointed to get people unstuck. The reason why we have the book that we're going to be studying uh, over the next few weeks called the book of Mark. It's really John Mark. Mark's his last name is because Barnabas was there to get Mark unstuck. When the apostle Paul says, no, forget him. Barnabas said, no, I want to give him another chance. To the point that Barnabas fought, not fight, but it got in an argument, said, no, I'm, I'm going to give him another chance. The question is, is when God drops you in people's lives, he's dropped you in people's lives sometimes to fight for them because they can't fight for themselves. Mm. You are appointed you are anointed, you are fragrance, and you, not only your fragrance, God wants to use you to get people unstuck, but also you are assisted. In other words, when you are appointed, God knows where to find you. When you are anointed, God knows how to empower you. And when you are assisted, God knows who to give to you to help you. David is a shepherd. He's a country boy. All he knows is about, all he knows is sheep and how to fight. He doesn't, all he owns, folks, is a slingshot and stones. Are you with me? 
Now, all of a sudden, his life changes drastically and he is in the palace. He doesn't know how to act. He doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have anything. And then God sends Jonathan. And Jonathan says, read it later. Jonathan's the type of guy who says, I know I should be the next king. But you're such a brother to me. God put me on this earth to help you. And I'm going to help you be the next king. And I'm going to stand by you to assist you to make sure you're a success. Mm. The word Jonathan is a Hebrew word, Jehovah Nathan. And it means the one who, the one who God has given or the one who God has gifted you with. And I am convinced that all of us have Jonathans in our lives. People who God has put in our lives to say, I am going to help you get from point A to point B, point B to point C. The question is, is are you recognizing your Jonathan? When, when Naomi said, my name is Mara in, in Ruth chapter 1, which means my life is bitter because God hates me. God gave her a woman named Ruth, whose name means friendship. And Ruth says to her, where you go, I'll go. Where you lie, I'll lie. Your people, my people, your God. And, and she said, nothing but death will separate me from you. Oh, we need friends who say, I will go with you to the bitter end. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And it's not just Jesus. Are you that friend to somebody? Because if you're not that kind of friend to somebody, then you're wasting the anointing. God puts you on earth because someone's not going to make it from point A to point B without your assistance. And I don't care how old you are. How many of you have felt the brokenness of when you were a kid in grade school and nobody picked you? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And I don't know what it was, something about me, well, no, I, I, I had this, even though I was very competitive and crazy competitive, uh, I was a good athlete, but I always would have a heart for the guy that no one wants on their team. You need to be that person. That's looking out. Who who is the person that nobody wants? Because maybe you know God put me. Even though I'm in the second, third, fourth, fifth grade, you know, I I still can be the Jonathan to somebody. I I mm, Jesus. I can be the person who sits next to the person in the cafeteria who nobody sits next to. The popular people don't need more popular people. The athletic jock doesn't need any more people. He got a whole team with him because they all sit together. How do you know that? I was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I'm going to do. I want you to be. We have these cards that everybody received. And we are going on a blessing campaign. 
And what I want you to do this week, have somebody in mind, and on the back of this card, I want you to write something really wonderful. And and what you're going to do, write a little note. Maybe you got wonderful service from a waiter. Maybe uh, someone gave you a smile. Maybe there's somebody on your job who you just said, man, they're, 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 they're just amazing people. Or maybe you just caught somebody doing something and you say, I, I appreciate you. That's what thank you means. I appreciate you. And what happens is that after you give them this card, okay, yep, I just wrote a note about you when I was up there, and they're going to go possibly to our website, to that ptspice.org. You are appreciated. And when they go to that page, they're going to find this note. We live in a time when people really say the words, thank you. So if you are visiting this page, it is because someone handed you a card to tangibly express their thanks for something you did. Maybe it was great service, an act of kindness, a smile, or something else that inspired him. Whatever it was, please know that you are appreciated so be encouraged. Someone is noticing and being blessed simply because of you. And trust me, when they receive that card, I have to believe they will feel so blessed. I want you to be prayerful about this. And yet maybe you're on the third grade no, give it to your teacher. Give it to, you know, your Cub Scout master or what, or, or, or one of your coaches. But this week, we're going to hand out a card and say, I appreciate you. Finally, I want to read something because we're going to anoint your head with oil. We have the fragrance oil. We have the WD-40, help people get unstuck, bring peace in their lives. And we want you as teachers and students to get ready for olive oil. I was reading an excerpt called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by a name named Philip Keller. And he was examining the words, you anoint my head with oil. Let me read this excerpt. He says, the terminology of the sheep man is summertime is fly time. Sheep are especially troubled by the nose fly. These little flies buzz upon the sheep's head, attempting to deposit their eggs on the sheep's nose. If they are successful, the eggs will hatch in small, in, in small slender, worm-like larva, larva will form. 
these worms will work their way up the nostril nasal passages into the sheep's head and cause intense irritation accompanied by severe inflammation. Are you with me so far? For relief from this agonizing annoyance, sheep will deliberately beat their heads against trees or rocks. In extreme cases of intense infestation, a sheep will even kill himself. And often advanced stages of this infection from these flies will lead to blindness. Only the strictest attention to the behavior of the sheep by the shepherd can stop the difficulties of fly time. At the very first sign of flies among the flock, the sheep, the shepherd will apply an antidote to the sheep's head. A homemade remedy composed of olive oil, sulfur, and watch this, spices was smeared over the sheep's nose and head to protect against the flies. What an incredible transformation this would make. Once the oil was applied to the sheep's head, there was immediate change in their behavior and the sheep would soon lie down in peaceful contentment. You may say, what does this have to do with me? We are anointing your head with oil so you are not subject to fly time. The Bible says in Mark chapter 3 verse 22 that the devil, Satan, is called Beelzebub, which means translated Lord of the Flies. And what he tries to do is he tries to find a passage to your head to drive you crazy. But if we anoint your head with oil and the power of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah said, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because he trusts in me. But the next verse in says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah there is everlasting strength. So when we anoint you with oil and the, the, the enemy, the Lord of the flies, starts sending demonic thoughts of you can't make it, you're not good enough. Your lessons are getting across. Everybody's against you. Remember, the Lord says, I anoint your head with oil. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And the peace of God, as Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, will guard your heart. And guard your mind by Christ Jesus. Oh, one more time. Turn the person next to you and say, you are appointed. You are anointed. And God is sending people to assist you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord. He anoints my head with oil. Ah, thank you, Lord, for anointing my head.